Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Welcome to a, another episode of Whatcha Talking About here at Blaze Radio. Man, oh man, we are here uh, in this fine morning. And, you know, there is a difference this morning. Uh, and that's because our fellow host isn't here. Well, my name is Chase Beardsley. I'm one of your hosts. And my fellow host, Trey Matthews, is not here this morning. Very, very sad. Uh, he is right now in Michigan. We'll see if he calls in, uh, hoping that he does so. Uh, if he doesn't, that's all good because we're going to have a great show here today. Um, lots to talk about this uh, this weekend simply because we uh, we unfortunately uh, didn't get to go over the games real quick uh, from a couple weekends ago against Utah um, because we had Lindsey Ellis on our show last week, and that was a lot of fun. That was awesome and uh yeah no complaints there if you haven't listened to that please go in and listen to that um great interview um yeah can't complain so asu versus utah a couple weeks ago uh we saw uh, some interesting games out of asu and i say this because this asu team is Let's let's just face it. Let's just say it right now. This ASU team is supposed to be one of the best in their conference, and you know they're supposed to be the best in WWCHL. Way better than last year. They had a lot of good recruits that they had. Um, a lot of returnees that we expected to get better, and we expected them honestly. Yes, high expectations, but to blow basically any. WWCHL opponent out of the water because of, um, you know, they are the defending WWCHL champions and they did not get worse over the offseason. They got better. Um, and to start out, it didn't look that way. Um, even with the win, ASU took down Utah in the first game three to two. Um, it was a very interesting game. And the reason why I say that is because ASU deserved to lose that game. And the reason why is because they did not play well defensively and they just weren't at their A game. And you could see that, especially coming off that huge Maryville win, which they, the team can say whatever anyone can say whatever, but I think that's a massive win for program history. And it proves that this team is very, very good. This team can take down, one of the best teams in WWCHL, or sorry, in the ACHA. Excuse me. If we look at the uh, first game against Utah, um, Sam Murphy scored the first one uh, with a Hannah Coons, Cindy Paulson assist. Sam Murphy scored the second. Oh, sorry. Sam Murphy did not score the second one. That was a different Murphy that I was looking at. Uh, Sammy Lush actually got the game-winning goal. Sammy Lush got the game-winning goal. Um, that was the third goal um, with Bree Powell actually scoring the second goal. Anita Fleming and Maddie Platson assisting on that one. That was Bree's first official goal as a Sun Devil. And uh, Anita's, I believe, third or fourth point. She was leading the uh, the team with points in that, in that time span. Of course, Sammy Lush getting the... Game-winning goal, the third goal, assisted by Sam Murphy. Haley Martin also getting an assist on there, and we'll talk about her in a second because I do want to talk about her. And Quinn Anger, 23 shots, 21 saves. I don't put that narrow win on her 
because I think that's the defense that really did not play well in that game. And then you look at the next game, and that's the ASU that I expected to see. A 7-1 victory. Let's start listing off these all these goals. Paige Ring got her first as a Sun Devil, assisted by Ellie McKenna. Sammy Lush got the second goal. Eventually, again, the game-winning goal. <laughs> Sammy Lush, you know, just offensively dominant in the series. Really, really awesome of her, you know. She's not the biggest name in terms in terms of the blue line, in terms of offensive superstar. But, you know, we'll take it. I mean, she's been great to start the season. Arguably one of the best players on this team to start the season. Uh, Haley Martin assisted on that goal. And then moving forward, Tristan Craig, who scored her first goal as an ASU last year against the same game uh, against the same team, scored once again. Bree Powell and Sophie Fossil, I believe that was her first point uh, assisting. Going forward, uh, I believe it was Haley Martin getting a shorthanded goal. Logan Satura then jumped in on the fun. Maddie Messenbrake assisting. Ellie McKenna decided to jump in with Berkeley Radcliffe, Sydney Paulson assisting, Sam Murphy once again. We'll talk about her in a second with Haley Martin and Sydney Paulson once again assisting. And then I believe that was it. Yeah, that was it. And ASU, you know, looked really, really good in that game. I think the best player in this whole series was Miranda DeAntiano, um, facing 53 shots in that second game. You know, I don't think that game was her fault at all. That was Utah just playing poorly. And ASU just outmatched them in that game. But I thought she was fantastic this whole series. It was incredible what she managed to do. And Carson Hellman made her return in that 25 saves and 26 shots. And that leads us to where we are now. ASU is set to play four games in 48 hours. Four games. That is nuts. That is just nuts. Not even NHL teams do that. Not even AHL, ECHL doesn't do that. Four games in 48 hours. Looking at that schedule, ASU will play University of Colorado tonight at 5 p.m. That is mountain time, by the way. So I believe that's a hour difference from us in Arizona. I believe so. Um, then on Saturday... ASU will play Colorado again, this time bright and early at 9 a.m. And then they'll go over to CSU, travel over there, play the Rams at 4.50. And then on Sunday, bright and early again, well, afternoon, ASU will play CSU once again at 1.30 before traveling back here in Arizona. Yeah, this is going to be a rough one, guys. I'm not going to lie. Four games in 48 hours. I it's going to be interesting how they do it. Um, they do have a lot of scratches. And I think that's a topic we'll talk on in a second. But let's go over University of Colorado first and this CSU team that they're about to play. Looking up and down the lineup, you know, obviously Colorado was not good last year. And there was a huge reason why, obviously. They had a lot of injuries, including the Sydney Brown, not ideal a player you want to get injured if you're in the Buffs organization because she was incredible uh, last season 
or sorry, the prior season. And looking up and down the record-wise, University of Colorado has played six games. They're currently holding a record of 1-5-0. and I've really fallen from grace. Two years ago, they were the WWCHL champions, and now they're near the bottom of the league. GCU is also down there at a 0-5 record, and ASU will actually play them uh, in a couple of and next week, actually, it's next week already. <laughs> and then CSU with the three-two-one and one record, they've been pretty decent. They're a chippy team. When I saw them in the WWCHL playoffs last year, I thought they were a very, very scrappy team, and in a good way too. They really played their heart out, and it looks good. I'm not gonna lie, they gave GCU a challenge, and honestly, like at the end of the day, they might have deserved to win that game. You look up and down the CSU lineup. Gabby Demerat is the reason why they've been so good. One of the reasons. Ten points in seven games. Seven of those goals. Uh, Megan Maher, uh, three goals, six assists, nine points. And then Brianna Qualey, five goals, two assists, seven points. And Demerat is the one I remember from last year. Uh, she was very good in those playoffs. I remember calling, uh, I believe it was a CSU uh, Utah game. Very, very entertaining game. I'm not going to lie. If you look at University of Colorado, they have just been not the best at all. Mia Fischelli, six games played, three goals, four points total. Ashley Roos, three assists, three points total. And Jordan Bonk, two goals, two points. And all of these are in six games. Obviously, not a very offensive team right now. Kind of not what we've been used to seeing with this team. And we'll see what happens to them. But CSU is the one I'm interested in because they are currently 3-2-1-1. Seven games played. Teams above them, Utah with 4-2-0 record. And Denver also with a 4-2-0 record. But this is because they've played way more games than ASU. ASU is going to catch up to them, though, this, this weekend. They've played four games. Obviously, the aforementioned two with six games played. Uh, let's be real. I think ASU is the, has had the tougher schedule. I mean, they played Maryville, for God's sakes. Um, I'm going to take a look at the schedule for CSU and University of Colorado, at least the ones that they've faced in the past couple of days. So this might be a key reason why CSU might have this really good record. Um, looking at what they've played so far, they lost their first game to Denver back in September, won the next game, then played Michigan State, which is a formidable opponent, I would say, tied with them, and then this is what happened. They played Wyoming, and no offense to Wyoming. We've talked about this plenty of times on the show. They're not competitive yet. They will be far in the future, but 12 nothing win. Come on now. And then they played Utah. Utah actually swept that series against them. And now they're here facing off against ASU. So their two wins have actually came against the the Wyoming team. And that's why kind of their stats are so inflated. Let's look at University of Colorado real quick. I want to see what they're up to schedule-wise. So they've played Michigan State as well. That was their home opener. 3 nothing win or for Michigan. And then, yeah, 
They got obliterated by Jamestown and McKendry. The only win they have in the season is against Montana, which, again, let's face it, not a very, very good team at all. That's why you kind of see Colorado in the slump, CSU not in the slump, because they are just <laughs> – they've just had a really crappy schedule. And, I mean, you can't really fix that. It's not the uh, – obviously not the team's fault let's look at the stats of the asu team going into this upcoming series Haley martin now leads the team five points four games played i'll shout out trey for this trey matthews he did call Haley martin an x factor going into the this season and I'll, I'll be the first one in a minute i really thought Haley martin you know could take a step forward and so far she has i think she's been one of the best players on this team there's a reason why she uh, is the team leader. And, you know, it's awesome to see her really succeed, the senior forward, possible last year at ASU. So it's good to see that. And then you go down a little bit. Sydney Paulson still looking for her first goal of the season, but she's got four assists, four points. I think Sydney's going to break out this series. And I think she's going to be the player to watch out for in this series because. You know, she's still looking for that first goal, and they're going to play easy opponents. I think that Sam Murphy, Sydney Paulson duo is going to work well with Maddie Messenbrink. We'll see if Coach Lindsay Ellis makes any changes, but as of right now, I think, you know, they've done a good job with Maddie Messenbrink. Ellie McKenna, third uh, in point scoring, two goals, one assist, three points, and Sam Murphy's actually tied with Ellie for third place on the team along with Anita Fleming. And let me just shout out Anita real quick because Anita has been great to start the season off. One goal, two assists, three points. I think the Maryville series, she was the best player out there. I hear, Besides Quinn. Let's, <laughs> besides Quinn, who had that incredible game too. I think Anita's been the best rookie to start the season. You know, we all hyped up Bree Powell, and she's been pretty decent, two points in four games. But I've really been impressed with Anita. And if this Maddie Messenbrink line doesn't work out, and I've talked to Maddie a little bit about it, and she's very, very excited to be on that line. And I would too. That's some of your best players there. And obviously Maddie and Sam and all of them are good friends. And it's always fun to play with your friends. But if that line doesn't work out, I would love to see Anita Fleming on that line. I think it would be dynamic. And obviously Sam Murphy – played on that line, or sorry, played with uh, Anita kind of in the off season. Uh, they both come from Canada, and, uh, so, you know, that would be interesting. I would love to see it. Let's speak about players that we want to step up, though, because there are a couple players, you know, I'm looking up and down the lineup that, you know, I feel like should be better, and they actually are. I mean, Bree Powell is two points in four games. She was – you know, it's our first season with the ASU team. But, you know, you, you expected a lot of her going this season. You expected that Paulson-Murphy line to work out, and it really did not. There are multiple reasons why it didn't, but I think she's looked good centering that line that she's on. I think Logan Satura has been great also. I forgot to mention her. Two goals in four games. I think she's been way better in the last season to start off. And we've already talked about Sammy Lush. She's been incredible. But back to players, you know, that should really be better. 
I look up and down this lineup. Um, Carson Hellman obviously had a rough game against Maryville. I Do I blame her fully for that? Absolutely not. I think Carson's a great goalie. I don't think that diminishes anything. But it's unfortunate seeing that. You know, you're always rooting for both these goalies. And, you know, out of the two games played, I think Quinn has been the better one. But this road trip could really change this. I think Sam Murphy is would be my player to really – I, re- I would really want to see her going if I was a coach. Uh, first off, Sam, you know, was the leading goal, goal scorer just a couple of years back, 2021-2022 season. Uh, she had, I believe it was 45 points. It, it's a team record. And last year she had 16 points in 13 games played, you know. Could have been better. She obviously transferred to Norwich, so let's not harp on her so fast, but I, I think she she could get going a little bit more. I I think she's an above point per game player and three points in four games played. I think she, I think that point total is going to go up this weekend because I really do think uh, this weekend's going to be special for that top line. I do also want to touch on the fact Sam Murphy is now eleven points away from Cat Jones' seventy five point record all time in points for this ASU team. We're only 11 points away from breaking history with Sam. Very excited. She's excited. She knows her record. It's it's going to happen this season. Like, Sam, unless Sam gets injured, knock on wood, that's not going to happen. I I really do think that that point total is achievable. And more than just achievable, I think Sam can get dangerously close this weekend. I just think that's the type of player that Sydney is. That's the type of player Sam is. Both these players are really, really good. We'll see what happens. Looking at goaltending, again, Carson just had a rough game against Maryville. But that Utah game, really good game out of her. She has a 1-1-0-0 record. A 3.00 goals against average. That's going to come down. You know, that was obviously inflated because of the whole Maryville thing. 0.893 save percentage. That's already going up. We're almost to 900. Meanwhile, Quinn, 2-0-0 record. Perfect. 1.50 goals against average. 0.954 save percentage. And this is the Quinn that we've all been wanting to see. Obviously, last year, the third string goalie forced into the backup after the departure of Holly McClellan halfway through the season. We'll see if she can keep it up. I believe she can. I think she's looked a lot better uh, going into the season. I think she's really made it a challenge for Carson Net. I mean, obviously those two are friends, but you just love to see it. You love to see ASU have two quality goaltenders. And speaking of goalies, let's talk about some players that we might see this weekend because of the amount of games that are going on. One of them is Brooke Kimmel, uh, the third-string goaltender, the freshman. We might see her in this uh, this weekend because, again, Four games, 48 hours in a way different altitude setting. You kind of have to give Carson and Quinn a break at a point in time because I'm I'm going to assume, let's assume, Carson starts today, Friday, against uh, UFC. You got two games tomorrow. I would say CSU is still the better team, even though they've had an easier schedule. So I think you start Brooke against the Buffs. You start Quinn against the Rams and you start Carson against the Rams on Sunday. I think that's how I would play it out. I doubt that's how uh, coach Lindsay Ellis plays it out. 
because, uh, you know, she does love changing it up on us. So we'll see. But I think we might see a Brooke Kimmel appearance this weekend. And it will be interesting to see how she plays. You know, she's a freshman, so whatever happens, happens. And, you know, you can't judge it because, again, this is her first year on the Sun Devils team. you got to cut her a little bit of slack. She did come off a concussion um, in practice, so we'll see what happens with that. Going forward, what other expectations I have for this or what you might see for this road trip, first road trip of the year, I forgot to mention that. Jill Ketchum is not going to play in this weekend. Reaggravated a injury. Really sucks for her. You know, you just hate to see it. We'll see what was happening with her. But in terms of first season appearances, I think you're going to see Jessica Willett hop in the game on the blue line, junior. We'll see what happens. I think Jessica, you know, she, I believe she took a couple years off of hockey. I might be mistaken on that. I don't want to start rumors, so I'm going to take that with a grain of salt but we'll see what happens i you know i think these scratches are better way better than the scratches they had last year and the same can be said with evelyn olsen i think you're going to see more of her in the series uh i i really do think evelyn olsen could be an underrated rookie that pops out of nowhere and you'll see Liv lavelle most likely more especially with the high altitude you're going to try to give Sam Murphy, Sidney Paulson, Ellie McKenna, even Haley Morin, I think, is that in that category now. You're going to try to give them some break, especially because of the high altitude. And in terms of blue line, especially Sammy, who went down injured in the last game against Utah. You know, you want to give her a break as well, especially with the high altitude. I'm sure all of these players are going to be like, no, put me in, put me in. But come on, you got to give them a break. Four games in 48 hours. I keep emphasizing that because it's such a high task. I mean, even after one game, like, you're tired. But two games in less than 24 hours. So that's two back-to-back games in the same day. And then stepping back four games in 48 hours, that's just insane to me. We'll see what happens. But this team might be really, really tired to come home. I mean, again, high altitude. Also, you know... Prayers to Billy Wattenberger, who is going on this road trip as well. Going to be shooting four games in 48 hours, you know. Shout out to him. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, looking up and down the lineup, I think that's who you're going to see more of, who you're going to see less of because of the, you know, overall altitude. And you want to give some players a break. I'm sure uh, Lindsay is really hoping that Jill comes back soon, you know. Not because, you know, they're in danger. But just because you want to see Jill back in the role and you want to have more options in your lineup. So we'll see what happens. Let's look at the ACHA real quick because why not? We already went over the WWCHL. Let's look at the independent conference. Niagara University. I don't know if this is their first year in the league, but they have a 2-1-1 record. Meanwhile, also in that conference, it's not a great conference, guys. I'm not going to lie. Montana 2-5. UMass is 2-4-1. 0-3 for Rhode Island and Wyoming 0-4. That's such a weird conference to me. I know they're independent, but that that's so weird that Montana is in the same conference as UMass. But that's just weird. 
going to the WMCH. Midland is still perfect to begin the season 9-0. Maryville, 8-2-0. Of course, one of those losses was to ASU, so again, impressive for them. McKendry, 7-3. ASU is going to see them, I believe, in January for the first time. Jamestown, 6-1. Not bad. Liberty, 5-0-1. Is this the worst uh, start to a season that we've seen for Liberty? <laughs> Minot is actually 3-4-0. I know that's a tough conference they're in, but geez. Expected them to be a bit better. Uh, Minnesota, they've only played two game, or sorry, three games, two one, and Lindenwood, again, rebuilding team, zero five, haven't won a game yet. And finally, let's look at the CCWHA, Indian, or sorry, Indiana Tech, nine zero. They've been really good, and they were a team that I saw in nationals last year that I was really impressed with. Michigan is five and zero. Again, that's a team that. ASU really put up a fight against last year. Adrian College. Shout out, you know who. Uh, five and one. And then you keep going down. Penn State is five and three. Same with Michigan Dearborn. MSU is two, two, one, one. And then, yeah, it just goes down all the way to Miami, who has not won a single game to start the season. Oh, four and one. They have just been looking terrible. And they've played some really good teams, to be fair. But, you know, that's the team that knocked ASU out eventually. And they're not uh, looking so good. So, yeah, uh, let's look at the – let's look at this real quick. Of course, ASU, top of their – conference but i'm pulling up their actual uh standings or rankings i should say that they have uh asu is still first in rankings utah is second denver third csu four colorado five gcu in six i don't know what's happening with gcu they do have a new coach i didn't think they were all that last year i think they relied a lot on their physicality to win them games that could be why they're so far behind everyone they have a goal differential of negative 34 that's not good only six goals for two that's not good at all we'll see what this Lopes team looks like they're going to play ASU in a series next weekend in Arcadia so yeah um we only have five minutes left you know, again, it sucks that Trey isn't with us um, currently in Michigan. So hopefully you got there safe. Um, usually in this show, we'll have some previews or predictions of the series that we're about to have. Obviously, four games in 48 hours. I can't stop mentioning that because, that's again, that's just so impressive. Um, so it's going to be hard to make predictions for all of those. But I already made one that Brick is going to start a game uh, this weekend. I think Sam is going to be within seven points of Cat Jones' record by the end of this weekend. I think that will be my second bold prediction. 
I I really want to say ASU wins all of them because on paper they are a much better team than all of these. But the altitude and the again the back to back to back to back games is tough. Um, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say ASU sweeps that whole weekend. I just think they're a way better team than CSU and U of C. I think their bigger challenges are up ahead, such as the rematch against Maryville, the McKendry series, and even the Lakeland series that they're going to have when we come back from winter break. That's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see that matchup out in Gilbert. <laughs> That's going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, those are going to be my three bold predictions. ASU sweeps the whole weekend. Brooke Kimmel gets a start. And Sam Murphy comes within seven points of Cat Jones's record of all time uh, in points for this ASU club. That is going to be my prediction. Lock it in. So yeah, I I think ASU again, good start to the season. We'll see what happens. Three one and zero going into this weekend four game road trip first of the season. We'll see what happens, but. From here in the Blaze Radio Studio, that's going to do it for this weekend's episode of What You're Talking About, or this week's episode, I should say, not uh, weekend. We're not there yet. We're almost there. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it here. Uh, sorry that Trey wasn't here. Uh, Trey was supposed to call in, but that's okay. He's busy. You know, we had fun without him, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I hope he's doing well. You can find me at Beardsley underscore on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and follow me. I'll try to be reporting on all the games this weekend, but we'll see. It's a busy weekend. Again, four games. That's that's rough. Chase Beersley underscore. You can find what you're talking about on all podcasting platforms. Um, even if you like Amazon podcasts, you can find us on there. Yay. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, like, like I said, make sure to tune into the games for game weekend for ASU. You can find them all on the opposing teams, Facebook, Instagram, whatever they stream it on. I believe uh, UFC does it on their YouTube and CSU on their Instagram. Go follow them. And yeah, until next weekend, thank you guys so much for listening.